and welcome to Savagely Delightful, a podcast exposing the schadenfreude nature in all of us. Each week, your co-hosts John and Christy will be coming at you with different stories of people making the kind of dumb mistakes that we all just love to hear about. Hi everyone, I'm John. And I'm Christy. And this is going to be the first episode of Savagely Delightful. Thank you for joining us today. Yes, thank you, everybody. We're really excited to start out this new podcast. And nervous. <laughs> yes, very nervous, but it's something we're very excited about trying. So, hopefully you like what we have to offer you. John, you want to start us out? Sure. So, for the first story today, it is titled... Today I fucked up by reading Lovecraft in an effort to fall asleep, and this was submitted by Spooter underscore man. And it reads, I am currently dealing with the fallout of this very poor decision. I've been having some difficulty sleeping recently, but I found that if I read before bed, I usually get drowsy enough to fall asleep for an hour or two. I recently began reading The Great Old Ones, the complete works of H.P. Lovecraft, and I've really been enjoying it. I heard that this works I heard that his work was foundational for modern horror, but up until this point, his writing has been has struck me as somewhat eerie at best, enjoyable to read, just not as spooky as they thought they'd be. I mean, if it's the foundation for modern horror, then it's not going to be as spooky as you think. I get that way with Poe though. Everybody says a lot of stuff about Poe being a freaky author and stuff, and a lot of his works don't really get to me. Seriously? Yeah. I mean... That's also coming from, like, a true crime and I mean, you think about it, though, like, the, the pendulum literally, like, is just a suspenseful story of, you know, this guy looking at his death coming at him slowly. It doesn't mean it freaked me out. Freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's not as spooky as I thought it would be. Well, sorry about you. I found that some of his stories could be a little dry or perhaps too experimental for my taste, so I looked up which story I should read next. This is the fucked up one. I looked online to see a story called The Rats in the Walls. Sounds spooky, so I jumped into it. Man, do I regret that decision. I am a fully grown adult man. I pay bills. I'm in a committed relationship. I do my own oil changes. I am also now completely covered in blankets to protect myself from the wrath of these imaginary rats. Sounds familiar. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> uh, arms are tucked in. Blankets. Blankets are tucked under my feet. The works. Every sound and creak in my house is now the rats coming for me. Who needs sleep anyway? Okay. I will admit that if I am watching a scary movie with Christy, then <laughs> immediately after I have to watch some kind of Disney show because I will have nightmares and I almost always have them. So, you know yourself though. Yeah, so exactly. You know yourself. I mean, like like him, full grown man, you know, you want oil changes and everything, whatever that means. But I mean, I get it, you know. Know yourself well enough to, you know, tuck yourself in or don't scare yourself before you go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's funny that he sought out a scary one to see, like, how bad it could be. And then he was like, oh, no. Like, it worked. <laughs> yeah. Stepped over the line and kind of bit off more than he could chew. Yeah. 
try and make yourself sleepy by reading and then it backfired completely. And I used to do that all the time, actually. I used to read before I went to bed, but I didn't read scary, scary stories. Yeah. yeah. Stuff to it's keep you up at night. Dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Christy, would you like to read the next one? Okay. So the next one is at us from Hobbit from Space. And he writes, so for context, I'm from Appalachia and coyotes are really common where I live. And they often come to my neighborhood and just wander around. They're not as common as they used to be since more people have moved up here, but they're still around a lot and you can often hear them howling and barking at night. So anyways, there are these two dogs behind our fence and our dogs are barking at them. So I just kind of figured that they belonged to one of the neighbors or something. And I went outside and to the edge of our fence and I looked at them and I was like, wow, those are really pretty dogs. One of them was various shades of gray, like a wolf, and the other one was black. Anyways, they were absolutely gorgeous. So they were barking and I thought the barking was a bit strange, but I figured that they were hungry or something. So I went back in the house and got some leftover meatballs and gave them to the dogs. Don't feed. <laughs> PSA, don't feed stray dogs, especially coyotes. <laughs> they looked hungry. Doesn't he matter. didn't know. Oh, true. So he says, I didn't know if they would bite me or not, so I just sat them down in front of them and they ate them right up. So I went back in to get some more, but my actual neighbor's dog, a large black lab named Kobe, <laughs> chased them off. But I thought that he was just being territorial and that the coyotes were just dogs, so I continued my quest to get them some meatballs and left them on a rock near the tree line since their barking was coming from the woods. I like how he said a quest. Like, it was like this noble venture. Like, he's going to go and get the meatballs and feed these dogs. Did he literally just put, like, meatballs on those, like, tree bark? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I mean, as a dog, you get a meatballs, that's gourmet shit there. That's true, that's true. So they said, and I had even taken pictures of them so that I could post them on my neighborhood Facebook group to ask whose they were and maybe tell them what lovely doggos they had when it dawned on me. Those were fucking coyotes. (laughs) (laughs) The mess up is relatively mild, and now I just have two hungry coyotes that probably want me to feed them more. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) And somebody on the post had commented and said, well, it sounds like free pets to me. It sounds like something I would do. I mean, I get it if you're not used to it, but I grew up in the country where we had to deal with coyotes all the time. Yeah. And so, so we had to regulate when we did put the food out for our dogs. Because coyotes would come up and eat the food and it'd start coming back regularly. And you'd think, oh yeah, free pets. But no, like our dogs fought them all the time just to eat. And that'd be so scary too. It is. I mean, the dogs would come back up with scratches on their noses or, you know, a slight limp for a couple days or, you know, something like that. And their dogs and poor Kobe was probably like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Poor guys. Okay, so next one. Yes, our third story. Today I fucked up by mistaking ear dry drops for eye drops. And this is from Just Peachy and the U is a V. So this happened last night. At the moment, we're at his mom's place seeing his siblings and mom. Everyone but his mom are avid weed smokers. However, his mom is not a total fan of such activities. We wait for his mom to pass out and then all take turns smoking bowls out in the back. Sounds like high school for me. It's our turn. Load a bowl and step out to smoke. 
Everything's going fine. I take a hit. He takes a hit. Peachy. Once we're done, we go to empty the bowl, and my boyfriend blows the bowl of ash right into his face and into his eyes. That sounds so bad. <laughs> that poor guy. That has to hurt so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. I, mean, I can't I, imagine. I've dropped a cherries on clothes before and stuff, and, like, it burns holes in them, but never, like, directly. In your eyes. Yeah, in your eyes. It's so sensitive. Okay, transition to the bathroom. He's running water over his eye and trying to get stuff out of his eye. The water not really helping, so he asked me to find some of eye drops. Now, I'm not very familiar with his mom's house or medical supply stash. I'm high, a little freaked out because he's freaked out and digging through drawers of pills like a starving raccoon in a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> I finally find what I think are eye drops and bring them over to this poor, unsuspecting boyfriend. He glances at them and full send disaster into his eyes. Full send. <laughs> Instantly make a minor situation much worse. We basically dumped isopropyl and salt into his eye, escalating the pain tenfold. Oh. Jeez. Have you ever gotten like wrong eye drops into your eye? It makes it like salty and stuff? Salty? No, but I've used like the, well, use all the time, unfortunately. Like the allergy eye drops that have. Something in them. I don't know. Astringent. They have astringent in it for some reason, and that helps with your allergies in your eyes, and that burns so bad. That sounds very counterproductive. It does! (laughs) I don't get it, but somehow it works, but I'm sure that that is so much worse. Oh, yeah. Now he's in the kitchen, running water over his eye and doing what he can to soothe his burning eye. I finally find actual eye drops and try to use those to flush his eye even more. The situation doesn't improve and eventually his mom and everyone gets involved. We can't do much (laughs) for the pain, but eventually we decide it's best if he just lays down and goes to sleep. Even sleeping is hard, but with some meds and a little distraction, he's out. Feeling better today, still irritated, and needs an eye patch to help the bright light. (laughs) Oh man, <laughs> he has to be an eye. Pop- he has to be a pirate for a day. Oh my god, oh, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> you have to wear an eye patch because you smoked weed. <laughs> yeah, he's probably high as shit, but like, then like cause freaking and effect out. is so weird. Yeah, and like, then his girlfriend is rummaging through like somebody else's medicine cabinet. Yeah, I don't know about you, but have you ever gone to somebody else's house and tried to like look through their oh, medicine it. cabinet? Yeah, nothing makes sense. No. Ever. To them, everything's in their exact place. Especially if you're under, like, an emergency and you need the stuff, like, right then. It Mm -hmm. makes it so much worse. Yeah, and then they try to help and it just becomes worse. (laughs) Those poor kids. Full send. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Full send. Rummaging like a raccoon through a dumpster. Accurate description. great. Okay, so next we have a story by Snickers. Um, they write, me and my fiance went to the beach earlier to kill some time while waiting on some repairs for my car to get done. It was fun. We found some shells, hermit crabs all over, dug up some clams, and played with pelicans. I'm sorry, but has that ever happened to you while waiting for your car to get repaired? Is there any, like... In the Midwest, they have to be living somewhere near that. Like in the Midwest, there's nowhere to just kind of like mosey on around while your car's getting repaired. We go to a cornfield instead. Sometimes (laughs) shuck some corn. (laughs) (laughs) No, what I want to know is how they're playing with pelicans. Oh, that's easy. What? Oh yeah, if you bring food, they won't leave you alone. 
I mean, yeah, but that's not playing with them. That's feeding them, right? I mean, once you run out of food, it's just <laughs> off to the races. Because like, they will not leave you alone. They chased my sister around for like a half hour one time. I read playing with pelicans and for some reason I just picture them all like trotting around. You're not, like, playing, happily. Fetch. <laughs> You're not playing fetch with the bird, Christy. I'm just saying, that's what I'm picturing. Playing is like running at them and then like running away from them and then running at them back and forth. It's... No. I don't know. She sounds like a pelican trainer to me. I don't know. Sounds great. Teach us your ways. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then she goes on to say, there were two pretty, really pretty spiral shells that I loved and I wanted to take home and use in a future saltwater tank that my fiancé was planning. I made sure to check as well as I could that they were empty, rinsed the sand out, and stuck them in my pocket for six to seven hours until we got home. When we did get home, I placed them next to the bathroom sink to wash more thoroughly later, as I was feeling lazy at the moment. Mind you, these were pretty far from the edge. They wouldn't accidentally fall by themselves. From our room, we suddenly heard the sound of something falling in the bathroom and went to go check it out. The haunted. <laughs> They're haunted. <laughs> That's your immediate response. It's haunted, yep. It's One of the shells were on the floor. Luckily, it wasn't cracked, and we just chalked it up to the cats being dumb, so I moved them higher on a cabinet. About 45 minutes later, the same shell falls again. This time, there was no way a cat could have done it, so I checked the shell closer than I did before and found that it was inhabited. By a ghost. By a ghost. <laughs> ghost crap. Yep. Ghost crap. Um, we made plans to go back tomorrow and release him and apologize for kidnapping him. Well, I went to check on something else while I left him on the counter by accident, and this time he must have fell on a pair of pants that was on the floor so we didn't hear him fall. We looked everywhere for him and still haven't found him. My fiancé is freaking out that there's a crab in the hotel room somewhere and that I'm an idiot for not watching or at least putting him in the sink. I'm still looking for that son of a bitch, but it might be crab legs for dinner instead of releasing him. Oh my god. It's a ghost crab. Ghost crab. Ghost crab wanted pants. No, but like, I wouldn't have thought to put him in a sink instead. No, me neither. So like, that's smart. You'd kind of, I don't know, you'd kind of hope to check to see if there was already in there, but I guess. Well, she did though, and she couldn't see it. So it was like really tucked up in there. Well, he's just trying to be safe in his little home. Yeah. This poor guy. But, like, in a pocket. Put it back on the ocean, damn it. In a pocket <laughs> for six to seven hours. And you didn't. Two. Oh, my God. You didn't feel like something the crawling around. Crab. <laughs> well, he was probably shaking the whole time, so he just stuck himself in even more. I'd be shaking, too. That's creepy. Like, a six-foot giant comes and just picks you up out of your home. But no, and this story also reminds me, there's one time when me and my sister were little, we went to a beach and I was real little, so I couldn't like get close to the water and pick the shells that I wanted. So I would point ones out and Manda would go and get them for me. Mm -hmm. So I pointed out some really cool shell that I really wanted. And so Manda went for it. And as she went to grab the shell, a crab latched onto her finger and the shell that I wanted was a crab. But yeah, so now she does not trust me to pick any shells, so. I feel like that's not a common occurrence and I wouldn't trust you either. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, this lady's up to something. Oh yeah, you probably saw it moving. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, watch me get her. (laughs) Oh yeah, I would too. 
Amanda deserves it. <laughs> Calling you out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For the next story, today I fucked up by eating raw potato. I mean, that's not bad. Have you ever eaten a raw potato? Yeah, it's so bad. I mean, like, it's, it's like not the good. Gritty and tastes like dirt. Hey. Whenever vegetables taste like dirt, that's when they taste the best. Freshly plucked, plucked radish. Yeah, plucked. <laughs> Freshly plucked radish, like right out of the ground. Delicious. Sounds terrible. Anyways. <laughs> okay, please don't judge my IQ based on this. We already are. Starting out good. Yep. <laughs> when I was a kid, I tried out for the basketball team. I wasn't a tall kid, so I asked the coach if there was anything I could do to get taller, and he told me that... He used to eat a raw potato every day until he reached the height he was comfortable with. I a wish. A raw potato every day. That'd be dope. That would be so gross. Be like 20 feet tall. I guess if you really wanted to be, you'd be 20 feet tall. <laughs> yeah. That's why, terrible. Why not? <laughs> because, whoa. You'd probably get signed on to like some awesome basketball deals or something. And then die at age 27. Live hard and strong. <laughs> Uh, since I was nine years old, I totally trusted him, so I started to eat a piece of raw potato every day to get taller. Okay, nine-year-olds are super impressionable. Oh, yeah. You tell them that This as adult a joke, totally took advantage. I would say took advantage. He just didn't think about the actual repercussions yeah. of, I'm going to tell this fucking This kid actually <laughs> eating <laughs> raw potato. He's like, it's a vegetable, can't hurt him. Oh, well. <laughs> Every day to get taller. It tasted really nasty, but I was determined to grow tall and maybe one day become one of the best basketball players in the world. See, this kid, he knows what's up. Not 20 feet tall, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> Some months goes by and I lo- lost all interest in basketball. Uh, well, shit. <laughs> so I There stopped- goes your potato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I stopped eating the raw potato. For some reason, my parents were in this with me. So we were measuring my growth every week. Okay. <laughs> Your parents were as gullible as a rock. Or they were probably just like, watch this kid. Or like some way just get him to eat his potatoes or like his vegetables or something. But that's like a... a or just laughing about it behind the <laughs> scenes. <laughs> like, let's see how kid. long we can get this to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, measuring my growth every week since I was only nine, I did grow a lot taller when eating the raw potato. At some point, I just stopped eating raw potato and totally forgot all about this. Fast forward to Christmas Eve 2020. I am now 27 years old and celebrating Christmas with my significant other, my soon-to-be in-laws, and my family. We start talking about their height since my, since my significant other and his brothers are all 6'3 or taller. For some reason, I said, Haha, you guys must have eaten a lot of raw potatoes as kids. And my mom just burst out laughing and is almost choking on her food. <laughs> December 24th, 2020, I'm 27 years old, and I learned that raw potato does not make you tall. The parents are cracking up because they're like, oh my god, they still believed that raw potatoes will make them taller. They still believed, and like, this kid remembered after however many years. Yeah. After like... What is that, 12 years? Yeah. No, and still think that potatoes are this magical yeah. vegetable. Jesus. Yeah, I would, I would eat so many potatoes. Because I'm only like, you know, 5'10", which is, you know, average height. But I'd love to be like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, or something like that. Or like uh, Zing Yao or whatever his name is, that Chinese basketball player. Yeah. He's like seven and a half feet or some shit like that. 
Oh, yeah. If I could be, like, an inch taller than him, he's lived to be... An inch taller? That's just huge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he probably sucks at basketball, but it doesn't matter because he can reach over everyone. He can just do, like, whatever. The shot that you just, like, put in the basket. He doesn't even have to jump shot or anything. Dunk? Dunk. Yep. That's the one. Finger guns. Finger guns. <laughs> professional <laughs> that'd be super dope okay so our next story is by Valsak. um and they write so our story begins in march of 2020 one fateful night i was posted up in bed listening to music with earbuds the kind that has the little rubber pieces that go in your ear this part's important nope that's the worst kind those do hurt my ears really bad i mean nothing fits my ears since i have like slight cauliflower yeah ear. Um, okay, so they say, my usual plan when I do this is to, at some point before I fall asleep, remove the earbuds from my ears and fall asleep so as not to damage the earbuds. This was not a very realistic plan, and almost every night I did this, I would fall asleep with the earbuds in, which I just think is hilarious that they're like, to not damage the earbuds. They don't care they about, their, don't own care about their own ear. <laughs> they're like, but these earbuds. Hey, you pay money for them. <laughs> I'm free. Okay, <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> um, so they continue, they say, Usually this did not cause any problems, as the earbuds would gradually make their way out of my ears over the course of the night, and I would retrieve them from my blankets in the morning. This March morning was no exception, and I woke up without earbuds in my ears. While retrieving the earbuds from my blankets, I noticed that one of the little rubber bits was missing. I didn't think much of it as I lose them all the time and had plenty of extras. So I replaced the little rubber bit. However, at this point, I started to notice a shooting pain in my right ear. I felt like I had ruptured my eardrum again, so I went to my university student health center. The nurse practitioner there didn't see anything wrong with my ear, but she gave me some ear drops, which I used. A few weeks later, it had not gotten any better, so I went to urgent care. Same result, doctor didn't see anything and gave me eardrops. Repeat this one more time after another couple of weeks. At this point, I had really stopped caring about it. I had gotten used to the pain and the lack of hearing, I didn't, and I didn't think about it until maybe last month. Last month, my hearing in my right ear got noticeably worse overnight. It didn't even cross my mind to see a doctor until yesterday, so I made an appointment with an ear, nose, and throat doctor for that afternoon. Fast forward to the doctor sticking medical instruments in my ear. Dude asks, while looking inside my left ear, not the one that hurts, if I wore earbuds often. And I told him I had not worn earbuds since March, the day that I noticed this pain. He says, okay, and moves to my other side. He starts removing some wax and then asks some more. When was the last time that you wore earbuds? March, I said. That's when the issue started? He asked, yes. Well, I think I found the root of the problem. Doctor shows me the rubber earbud bit that he had just pulled out of my ear. I am laughing hysterically now. The doctor was really nice. We were both joking about it. And now I can actually hear out of my right ear. I feel like a new man. And probably just like popped it out and came immediately. (laughs) But like how I don't get how different doctors looked in his ear and did not see it. Wouldn't you see? Oh, yeah. 
They use that like, like little a blockage, like that little cone thing with the light on the yeah. end. Yeah, you would think that that light would see a blockage there, but like that's just crazy to me. And all that pain, yeah, for, for so long, like nine months. How would you not know? Like that, that had that to be was... really packed in there. But if you slept with it overnight, basically. <clears throat> then your ear probably just, like, got used to it a little bit to where it didn't feel as much like something was in it, especially if it's, like, the little rubber bit that is, like, malleable to begin with. Yeah. But that would just hurt so badly. Like, my ears are sensitive. Yeah, nine months with this rubber piece in your ear. And then... And, like, four doctors Then you gave birth to it after nine months. Gave birth to it. Yeah, that really is like a full gestational period. It's like a brainchild. Brain. <laughs> oh, ear waxy rubber brainchild. Oh, God. Congratulations. You are the father. Oh, God. No. <laughs> no. Next. We're going to next. the next story. Earwax grosses me out. Okay. So this next one was submitted by Cracked Halo 1233. And it says, today I fucked up by eating body lotion. Yum, yum. <laughs> the ty- I, th- I think I'd like how the consistency of like pudding. Pudding. Wouldn't it though? I mean, yeah. 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 Well, I don't want to try. <laughs> Do not try body lotion. <laughs> Do not try this at home, people. <laughs> the title says it all, but here's why. This is definitely more of an amusing thing than a completely fucked up one. But today I had an allergic reaction to a cat so severe that I ended up losing my sense of taste and smell. Jeez. Been there, done that, and it's kind of creepy losing your taste of sense and smell. I haven't ever had that happen. I've just had weirder other allergic reactions. Like what? Like, I've told you before, me with horses. Oh, yeah. If I pet a horse, I didn't know that the scene in Hitch can actually happen where your face blows up like a balloon like that. And yeah, it was it was bad. I looked real crazy. I would like to see that. It would funny. <laughs> but losing your sense of taste and smell really sucks because, like, it's some of the finer things. Like, I love eating. You're like, nothing matters anymore. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know, you, you really enjoy the small things in life. The way your shampoo smells or, like, your favorite dish, the way it tastes. And then everything just kind of goes away. It's like, you know, I guess I can just eat healthy now because... Nothing matters anymore. (laughs) So you just eat super healthy. Um, But luckily, it did eventually come back and I can eat all the bad stuff again. (laughs) All the bad things. When my airway started to inflame, I panicked and began to worry that I could have contracted COVID on my most recent visit to to the urgent care. I started to sense that I wasn't smelling anymore and immediately ran into my room to smell my most fragrant body lotions. I did the same thing with them. Yeah, that's with the, the first sh- thing you did. Yeah, I was just smell all the shampoos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're unmistakably smelly and I couldn't smell them. So enter COVID panic. Immediately I thought, oh shit, can I taste? And in an effort to <laughs> ingest the most tasting thing possible, I immediately put the lotion in my mouth and to my surprise, I couldn't taste it. I mean, I guess that's good, but please don't eat what lotion. What a way to test it. <laughs> you just, well, fuck it, and just lick. Fortunately, approximately 20 minutes later, while preparing to schedule a COVID test, I began to smell the lotion and had tried to ingest that 
apparently was still on the skin by my mouth, so relieved. No. Still go get tested for COVID because that doesn't just pop up for no reason. Yeah. I just think it's so funny that immediately she's like, well, gotta eat it. (laughs) (laughs) You don't go downstairs to the kitchen or something and, you know, try a food. Get some food. Exactly. You're like, nope, this is my only choice. This is here and now I must find out. I will die on this hill. (laughs) Do not ingest lotion. Yeah. We do not recommend. Okay. So our next story is from an anonymous source. They write in, this happened a little over about a year ago. In December of 2019, my common-law spouse and I found out that we were having a baby. We had a girl. We love her dearly, and she's really the best thing to happen to us. At the time, however, the pregnancy was unexpected, unplanned, and what Bob Ross might call a happy little accident. (laughs) R.I.P. R.I.P. Oh, yeah. We may not have known a single thing about having a baby, but we had our Google tool belts on and started doing some deep dives into what we need to do next. We didn't have a family doctor, didn't even know what midwives do, couldn't tell family or friends just yet, but we wanted to make sure that we do all the right things in the pregnancy. I googled something like unexpected pregnancy help near me, and one of the top results seemed like a nice place. The reviews were great, the website looked great, and it seemed to be just what we needed. Somewhere to get all the advice we need to kick off this nine-month and lifelong journey. I called the place, and the receptionist was polite and warm, so I told her the situation. We're expecting a child, and we don't know what to do. We just need some guidance. In hindsight, I never gave them a chance with that statement. They booked us in for that evening, made sure to let us know that they are a charitable organization, not not for profit, so there won't be any fees. Fantastic. So we showed up to the appointment that night, and although the place looked kind of like a Sunday school, things seemed fine. No waiting, they saw us right away. This is great. My partner was also rather thrilled about the atmosphere and the people, plus we got free apple juice boxes. Nice. (laughs) Score. Yeah, that's what you want out of the whole pregnancy is the juice box. <laughs> I mean, free juice. That's true. I'm game. So we met with a counselor, and she had us both fill out a form. Pretty basic stuff. Age, sex, married, not married. Basic medical history. Pretty normal stuff, it seemed. So we each signed and handed the form back. The counselor then told us that we forgot to fill out the back of the page. These were the real questions. How many sexual partners do you have? Do you have any STDs? Have you ever had an abortion? Have you decided if you wanted to keep it? Wait, what? It was like record scratch moment. Oh my God. Yeah. So they go on and they say, okay, so yeah, if nothing else tipped us off, surely that did, right? Nope. We finished the form and handed it right back. (laughs) They're they're just really focused on their juice boxes. Yeah, they're like, damn, some good juice. (laughs) This counselor didn't even read it and started showing us some things. We got to see life-size models of how the fetus should look right now, except that they were just really fully developed babies that were shrunken down to various sizes. We heard some Bible verses and some interpretations of them. Then the fun stuff. They showed us real photos of abortions, like high-resolution images of actual abortions that belong in medical journals. 
Neither of us were prepared for this, and my spouse nearly lost her stomach. We kind of just tried not to look phased, and we thanked the counselor for the presentation. She was sure to give us a phone number for a support line, some contact information for doctors and midwives nearby, and some church pamphlets that looked so full of Kool-Aid I wanted another juice box. Oh, man. It was a weird experience. At least we got a referral to a doctor and a midwife. Like, can you imagine? They just wanted, like, some guidance on how to, like, go about getting different doctor's appointments and stuff. And they're like, well, this is what it could look like. Yeah. I've never been to one of those places before. But I've heard that the pressure that they put onto people is just so intense. And they don't need that in such a stressful part of their life you know they're making some big decisions and they really just wanted help and information yeah especially if you're not even knowing that that's the kind of place that you went into and then getting blindsided by that it's like oh no that is not the kind of photos you want of course they'd pick like the worst of the worst pictures too just to try to oh yeah you into keeping it or something yeah look the religious place yeah like your body do what you want with it but like Damn, that had to be intense. Yeah. And they're just sitting there with their juice boxes. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to drink juice during that. No. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I would be hyper-focused on my juice. Yeah, you would be. <laughs> Delusional. Well, yeah, those were our stories for this week. So thanks for joining us, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Bye. So, you may have made a mistake today, but at least you didn't mess up as badly as the people we discussed. And if you did, we'd love to hear about it, and we may even feature your story on an upcoming episode. You can find us online at www.savagelydelightful.buzzsprout.com, on Twitter at savage underscore delight, and on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at savagelydelightful. If you like what you heard today and want to show your support, please consider donating to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash savagelydelightful. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss future episode releases, and please consider leaving a review so it's easier for others to find our podcasts.